This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be And now your host, TJ. Finally back, finally better than ever. It's the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. I'm your host, TJ. And do I have my usual cast of characters tonight? No, I don't. Uh, Pat had things going on. Chris is still dealing with, I think, dog emergencies and so on. And so flooding in his house after the foot of rain, I think, the, the Great Lakes region has received. So I've been lucky enough to get a friend on that I've been meaning to have on forever. I've got Simon Provan, the voice of the Milwaukee Torrent. Simon Thank you, thank you, thank you for joining us. And how are you doing tonight? I'm I'm doing good, TJ. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's great to finally have made the connection. And your kids are sleeping. My kids are sleeping. We're able to, of course, mine are older now. But uh, but yeah, it's great to be on and finally be able to chat some soccer with you. Yeah, and and that's exactly it. Is um, I you know, I I connected with you on Twitter years a few years ago now, and then. When you were still doing your podcast, um, I, I became a listener of that, and then um, we've just kind of kept in touch and chatted ever since. So it, it, it's great to, like I said, it's great to finally do it. Yeah, my kids, I hope, are asleep. <laughs> when I came down here originally, my older two were still chatting for some reason. I don't know why. They've been in bed for almost two hours, but they decided they wanted to talk tonight. My two-year-old, <laughs> she's always she can be up any minute, so we're shh. We're going to try and get her through that. And <laughs> when she wakes up, you'll know. When she wakes up, my wife will probably send her down here and let her walk around down here, and she will be salty and funny, but she'll be here. Hey, that's, so that's all right. I'm a big fan of kids, so no worries right. about that. <laughs> now, yep, you're, I know you're a dad. Do you drive a minivan? Uh, we do <laughs> We do own a minivan. My wife is the one who tends to drive it, but uh, I'm, I'm not ashamed to hop behind that wheel. <laughs> And, uh, you know, and be the, be the dad driving the minivan. No problem with that. So you do fit the mantra of the show that way. And I've always, I've always run the joke on that is somebody says, well, why do you have a minivan? We have actually have two of them. I always call mine a half-ass one because it's a Mazda five, but my kids are all, (laughs) my kids are eight and under. My oldest is eight. My youngest is two. What do kids like to do with doors? They like to swing them wide open. What do minivans have? Sliding doors. It just there you go. Yep. Saves everybody yep. a whole lot of time, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> and you get a little bit better gas mileage. Yes, you lose the cool factor, but oh man, I lost the cool factor a long, long time ago. Amen, brother. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still a soccer junkie, so here I am doing the pod, and like I said, so here we here we go. So, you know. Let's start with the soccer we do have right now. I, you know, let's start with the news of the day. I, I get it. Um, the NWSL finally announced that they're going to do a tournament in Orlando or in Utah. They're going to be the ones in Utah. MLS will be in Orlando, but that'll be another story. Um, so they're going to Utah late in June. Be about a month long tournament. Nine mm-hmm. teams, three team, three brackets, the three. I believe they play four games each in the, within the round within the pool play. Eight teams come out, one team goes home. Um, from the best I can tell, I know the U.S. Women's National Team has come out and basically said it's for the players who want to play. Nobody's. I've been able to obtain through 
other soccer reporters that it's pretty much optional for any player because if you have an ML, an NWSL contract, it's guaranteed you have insurance through the year, which is awesome. I, I'm really glad. I, I think the Players Association did a phenomenal job with that and getting those contracts guaranteed for the year, getting health insurance for the year. It sounds like um, based on the conference call with the league, if they need have daycare, they're going to those daycare people will be in the bubble as well for their children. It sounds like it's as fair of a, a situation as you can have. It's in Utah in June and July, which is warm, but it's not Florida warm or Texas warm or Arizona warm. So that's great for them. Um, turf fields might be something, but. So we're going to have some NWSL soccer coming up at the end at the end of June. I'm excited about it. it. It's going to be on U.S. soil. It'll be on CBS All Access, and the last two games will be on CBS itself. I think it's a good thing. I what what was your take when you heard about it this morning? Yeah, uh, you know, any anything that helps us get back to um, some type of normalcy. I know that the catchphrase is, you know, the new normal, but but some type of normalcy, I'm a big fan of. And of course, I'm I'm always uh, when it, when it comes to resuming something like this, especially out of such a crazy time that we've been in. There's cautious optimism that mm-hmm. this is going to work. Um, I know we're going to talk about it later, but the Bundesliga has come back, and from everything I've read, there haven't been any reports of any players getting. Um, COVID-19 through play. Um, And, you know, as, as an athlete, I mean, not that I ever played professionally, but played collegiately played, you know, well, just even, even playing in my men's leagues, I miss that tremendously, you know? So imagine this being the thing you do for a living to not be able to step on that field and play Um, for the players. It's, it's fantastic. You know, they got sponsors out of Procter and Gamble and, and uh, secret deodorant. And, Veri- uh, and Veri- is I, Verizon a new one, or is that a continuation? But Verizon as well was announced. Okay. Was, was involved today as well. So, yep. Great. Didn't hear that. So, you know, so the league's got some money that's behind it as well. Um, so, you know, there's there's all positives. Of course, I do believe that they also announced that there won't be fans at this. Correct. Um, you know, but like you said, TJ, it's going to be on CBS uh, stream. That, right. CBS All Access. Uh, the first game is also going to be on uh, regular CBS though, and um, I believe and I believe the finals as well. And I'm not sure right. if the semifinals or just the finals, but yes, yeah, CBS will have a hand in it. Um, I believe I saw something earlier tonight on Twitter, and I can't. I'd have to go back and follow it. And if I can find it, I'll put it on the Mini Van Dad Twitter feed. Is a link to basically to make your voices heard. That if this is something that you shouldn't be on CBS All Access, you think should be on CBS Sports Network or CBS Sports. I feel like CBS Sports Network would be, which is, you know, it's a cable channel, would be a better fit for just because I don't think they have the programming anyway. I, I feel like it'd right. be a good fill for them versus CBS All Access. But if you're looking to build the port sports portfolio on CBS All Access, this is a good way to do it. I don't blame them for doing that either because um, I know with the NWSL, that was going to be a large portion of their TV deal was all access and then some of it will be on Twitch, some of it on CBS Sports Network and a, a few game, selected games on CBS. But it gets to it gets to get the TV contract out there. It get like I said, the new sponsors like Procter and Gamble, like you said, um, Secret. I saw Budweiser promoting 
even the new deal with Verizon. That's how I knew Verizon was, I think, a newer one because Budweiser was promoting that Verizon came on board because Budweiser mm. was they Budweiser jumped in last year and they've been a big proponent of, hey, come join us on this project. And I'm right. I'm glad um, from sources again within the NWSL soccer writing community, it sounds like they the owners expect to at worst break even out of this um, break even out of everything here. So I think that's great. And like I said, that involves the players getting guaranteed pay if you're already under contract health insurance they're, they're taking care of um they're gonna be tested going in if they're coming internationally you get quarantined for a week before you even go into the bubble for lack of a better term i'm hearing they're all going to be at one hotel um it sounds like is it uh delroy hansen the the owner of the utah royals and, yep. and the art and real salt lake is using his private jet to fly um, OL Rain in from Seattle, so he's mm-hmm. bringing them in. I don't know if he's doing it with other teams, but I know I saw that reporting today. So I mean, it sounds like they've really worked hard, not only with the players, the NWSL players union, the U.S. Women's National Team players union, to get an equitable deal. They're going to be the first soccer. They're going to be ahead of MLS getting going. Uh, they'll be ahead of baseball. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, they're the hockey. It's, but. it's, it's being reported that they'd be the first professional sports league in, in the States to um, be I, I playing suppose, this year. Correct. Cause I, I, I guess you couldn't call NASCAR and I believe golf will be started by them, but the, and sure, sure. those aren't, those are independent contractors more than they are sports leagues, but It'll be the first team sport, I think. Will be first team well, sport, yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know NASCAR. I guess I would call NASCAR kind of a team sport in that sense, but um, yeah, I, I I think it's outstanding. And as somebody who covers the NWSL for Hot Time in Old Town, along with Pat, um, I'm excited to be able to actually do some game recaps and not just uh, writing interest stories and looking for angles to to do things. So I think this is this is going to be fun as hell to be able to do it and. To not have to wake up on a Saturday morning at the crack of dawn to be able to catch games, <laughs> <laughs> which I guess as a dad, I guess I'm up already with the Bundesliga anyway, and then I get to watch as much of that. And you, you mentioned it before, so we'll kind of transition to that. We got the Bundesliga well, let me, going let me, again. Let, oh, let's finish this do that. All right. Yeah, let, let me up. let me just give you two thoughts. There's there's sure. two. I mean, this could go a m- number of ways. The, the 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 Challenge Cup for the NWSL, mm-hmm. but I do I do want to point out that. There, there are certainly two major ways that it could go. Again, I'm not saying it's one or the other, um, but this could unfortunately either be a major failure that they get these players together and, you know, COVID-19 just goes rampant through everybody. Then it's going to be looked at as a massive failure that it was rushed back, which obviously I hope doesn't happen. Um, or... It could be with with at least getting the, this first game on CBS, the finals on CBS. So for people who perhaps aren't streaming, th- this is going to be, uh, you know, as as you said, the the first team sport that we that we know of, anyways, off of the top of our heads, that'll resume play in the United States. So, man, you could have a lot of eyes on this on this Challenge Cup that really could end up setting this league up for some great success well and Uh, it's and it's building off of really a nice run that they had at the end of last year they came off the the women's world cup was obviously a success for with the u.s winning 
Um, I know the Red Stars having 17,000 in their first game back, I thought was was absolutely amazing. Um, so you have those things, and it built into ESPN picked up some more, picked up the contract through the end of last year, this new contract with CBS. So it's building on a lot of momentum and being able to bring in Budweiser late in the year as the sponsors we talked about earlier. You know, now you've got Procter & Gamble, Secret, Verizon. You've got some momentum going for it. You've got some clout behind it. As long as you know, the game pl- and for every player, you know, and, and this is going to sound kind of crass, but I don't know how else to phrase it is for every player that chooses not to. And I'm not going to fault any player who says, hey, I just can't do this. Absolutely Good. not. Right. Amazing. Right. Amazing on them, because as as like you said, I'd love to get back in my men's leagues. I'd love to be able to, be able to go back and get on the sidelines coaching. I'd love to be able to referee. That's not going to happen. Nope. And if, but if you can sit there and look at this and go, I just can't do it. Good on you, but you're going to have a new face in there that you might not recognize that can step in. You could have some new stars coming out of this. And I don't think that's a bad thing either. I mean, for every player that steps out, be it for whatever, whatever reason. And like I said, no fault, no blame, nothing like that. You could have a new star coming out of this. And I think that's awesome that the opportunity for players, you may not know necessarily as other people step away. I mean, so that's why I think this is a really, really good experience. Um, from the way it sounds, this is going to be it for the NWSL. This will be their entire mm-hmm. season. However, they didn't slam the door on it, possibly. The only thing they have slammed the door on is having home fans at games this season. Um, I, I did get an email. As, I'm also a Red Star season ticket holder. I got my email today, and they gave us basically three options with our tickets two of which make sense. You can push your credit towards next year. You can get a refund. And the third is you can be a season ticket holder for this year, and they have a whole ton of content that they're going to throw at you. Um, Chats with players, a couple of parties, so on and so forth, things like that. And with the way the Red Stars have done things this year, I'm kind of excited and I'm leaning towards that. I haven't made my own decision, but I think it's just kind of awesome that it sounds like, and that's a league-wide thing, is, hey, we're going to give you a ton of content from a distance learning, from a socially distant perspective, online, mm-hmm. Zoom, so on and so forth, to try and keep you interested for this year and keep and keep everything going. Keep the party going is what the Red Stars called it, and I think that's a great way of phrasing it with the way the Red Stars have done this season. So out of a bad situation, I feel like this league has done about as good as it could do. So far. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not a stakeholder. I'm not a season ticket holder anywhere. But yeah, from from what I've been reading on Twitter, um, and just you know, jumping around the internet, that's that's my feeling as well, TJ. That NWL just has knocked it out of the ballpark as far as uh, the way they're taking care of their fans. Absolutely, and and we're and then with some of the other things that they've had have become major releases in the soccer world. And we'll come back to the Jersey the, with the jerseys. We're going to come to that later in the show, because I do want to get into jerseys because Lord knows I have way too many of them. And it's a topic <laughs> I love to talk about, but we're going to go to the other league that is going right now. And that's the Bundesliga. Um, I know the premier league is due back soon. The, the um, Serie A is due back soon, but the Bundesliga is going. I've been able to watch some, not as much as I probably would like. As I said, is when I get to watch it, as long as there's a blue team, my oldest is happy. He'll pick a blue, te- the whatever team is wearing blue, and then, or he'll pick 
um, Union Berlin because he knows I like them. He likes <laughs> and, and he's a Bayern fan because he's Schwein, Schweinsteiger's his favorite player, so he likes Bayern. Um, all good uh, reasons. And I can't fault him. He's eight. Whether he changes, <laughs> if his mind changes ten minutes from now, it's still awesome. He's dad. Let's watch soccer. All right, son. We I, I will watch as much soccer as you want to watch. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the Bundesliga, though, as you're saying, it's 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 back um, in some form or fashion. I've you know, I haven't I haven't watched a bunch, but that first day um, it was it, it did feel a little bit like Christmas morning running downstairs, turning the TV on. There was uh, what was it, Schalke 04 and yeah. Borussia Dortmund, yeah. um, you know, and of course, having a couple Americans on the field was was great. It was a bummer that. Gio Reyna got hurt. Wasn't yeah. It? yeah. But, um, but Hey, you know, it's, it's top notch professional soccer. Um, st- still getting there though. That's the thing, you know, but uh, well, let me finish my, my story before I interrupt myself sure. here. Uh, so I'm, so I'm sitting there watching the game and my wife was actually outside. It was a nice day. She comes in from the deck and looks at the TV, then looks at me and just goes, Oh my goodness, you gotta be so happy. <laughs> <laughs> And, and I don't I, even—I don't even know if she needed to look at the screen just to make sure soccer was on. I think she just saw the glow in my face, you know. <laughs> and, and 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 you're not wrong. It it, it was I was flipping. It, I knew it was on, but sometimes wrestling control the TV from my two year old or my five year old doesn't work as well. But I finally got it to soccer, and my eight year old, Dad, so- whoa. <laughs> <laughs> and he was, I, I hadn't told, I, you know, I haven't told him that. And, you know, it's, I have trouble with telling him soccer is not going because his season's been canceled already. His source of soccer is the one, the Zoom meetings he has with his team every week. And that's it. Mm. And so for him to see it, he was, he goes, wait, is this a replay? Dad, no, wait, dad, it says live. Wait, <laughs> Where's this game? So then he he runs over with his Chromebook because we put Google Earth on it, which you ever want to keep an eight year old entertained? Just put Google Earth on something, and oh my god, he's set for hours. And <laughs> it's like, where's this game? And he's looking it up, and he's looking at the stadium on Google Earth. He's looking at the game, and he was all excited. And when does Bayern play him? Like they play Union Berlin tomorrow. Wait, you, you like Union, and you have a Union jersey? Yes, I do. I'm gonna cheer for Bayern. I know you son. <laughs> <laughs> and but it was like you said it was Schalke they were in blue so he was cheering for blue I was cheering for Dortmund because Gio, you know I get it Weston McKinney but the fact that Dortmund's you know the factory you know with Pulisic came through sure and, I, and like I said blue's my son's favorite color so he's all about blue and so he's cheering for Schalke and then all of a sudden I told him like Pulisic used to play for Dortmund he goes oh I don't know who I'm cheering for anymore <laughs> Because Pulis- after Schweinsteiger, he likes Pulisic. So <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, it absolutely is. And again, the mind of an eight-year-old. And yep. I, did you get to watch it with the piped-in sound? I mean, the first week, the first games without the sound, I'm like, I was okay with it. My minor in German came in handy because I could understand some things. Yeah. But I, I, I'm yeah. in the minority, even though I don't speak a lick of German, um, other than saying Bundesliga. Um, 
I loved it. I just, I loved hearing the, the players communicate, the coaches communicate. Um, but I've always been kind of a, a nerd that way, whether it's, you mm-hmm. know, whether it's soccer, whether it's the making of a movie, sure. what, you know, I, I, I love digging in and, and seeing how things are created. And to me, that's, you know, how the soccer is created through all that communication that happens on the field. Um, you know what? And so, I'm going to get, and I'm, get mad at you, Simon, because you pointed out something, the, the nuts and bolts, the guts and everything else. That is my world. And I agree with it. But I can say from like when I'm watching, watching, quote unquote, a game while I'm supposed to be working and i have it on my phone (laughs) i like having that background noise because just when it's a game i'm not paying 100 percent attention to and it's on in the background hearing that noise of just the crowd going and i get it it's some dude pushing a button you know to cheer whatever but it it catches my attention when i need to and so to have that kind of in the background was kind of nice and the fact that what i noticed is when they have the piped in crowd noise and I think it's only on the Fox feed. Like, I don't know if the the British feed has the sec- the crowd noise. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And however that works, I don't know all the details, but to have that um, going, I've noticed the camera doesn't raise up as much, so you don't get as much of the empty seats. You'll get sure. like you'll get the lower deck where they all hit, where the, every sponsor tarp is covered, which is brilliant. And then, of course, there's um. Was it Mug and Gladbach that decided to the Gladbach that decided to do the cutouts of all their fans? Right. <laughs> you know what? But it was a fundraiser. I thought it was awesome. I, yeah. I, I, almost, yeah. I almost decided I was going to throw money in at, at it as well, just for that reason, <laughs> just because I thought it was that cool to do. It was a, a novel concept. Of course, then again, I was not against the Korean league using the the, the sex dolls in the stadium. <laughs> so. I I did not get to see any of that, but I read about it. <laughs> and I read about it as well. But I'm like, you know what? They put uniforms on it. It didn't look improper. It looked like it looked like a blow up doll in the sure. In the crowd. Sure. I thought it was hilarious. It's novel. In a time where there's so much stuff, in my opinion, that's depressing. To see things that are goofy and silly and fun. I'm 100% trying, in favor yeah, of it. Trying to make the best of the situation. So I, it, it, is it weird seeing the end of bench guys being stuck in the, in the stands? You know, it. here's the thing. So, you know, in, in most of the parks in England, mm-hmm. they're basically up in the stands anyways. Correct. So I guess it, it really wasn't that weird for me to see it like that. Um it it did make it feel almost more like a Saturday morning scrimmage when you're sure. seeing the guys walk all the way up there when when the bench is on the ground. Um, but no, it was. Yeah, no, I, th- the, I think part of it, too, is is TJ. The whole thing is just weird. You know, I mean, it's great. Sure. But the, the so when you have this umbrella of weirdness, what's a little <laughs> bit more of weird spice that's going on, mm. you know? Um, no, I, I, it's 100% right. And then, <laughs> again, you, you mentioned earlier, the new norm. I don't know if this is the new norm, but it is for now. Yeah. And if it's yep. what it takes to get the game on the field, if it, what it takes, you can't spit anymore on the field. You can't do the do the runners, you know, blowing the snot out of your nose or anything yep. like that. Right. To see the players sitting on the benches with, the face masks on the coaches with the face masks on. Hey, 
if that's what it takes to get it on the field, so be it. Yeah, and I think the players feel the same way. You know, I, I did read a few comments, at least from some of the American players talking about it. it was it was weird to not have fans out there, but boy, did sure. it feel good to to get uh, a ball under our feet and actually play for something. Well, and, and you and you mentioned it. I I'm not a I'm not a men's league player any longer, but I haven't played for a couple of years. But we don't play in front of fans when we played in the in the over thirty leagues and whatever. Right, it, it mattered to us. No, no, nope. you got you got to play. And, I, and I'll tell you, TJ, I think I play with some guys that need to be reminded they're not playing in front of fans. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa, buddy, you don't have to take this game so seriously. We're just out here getting exercise. <laughs> but then again, but then again, I got it. I, I think I've mentioned this on the, the show before, but the last game I refereed in the men's league I used to play in, I refereed the final, the men's final. the And. It was a team of guys who were all, all over 30 playing against a team of young kids. And the team that was had a guy all over 30, 30 brought in Brian McBride, to play, not McBride, um, McGee. Mike McGee came and joined him. Oh, is that right? Really? He knew he knew one of the guys. And he, McBride was rostered, but apparently he was still injured. Apparently, he still, but he lives in the area. They were going to bring in McBride, except wow. he was injured. But McGee came in and played. Oh, by the way, that, that team lost. His team lost. So. Is that right? And well, took, they probably didn't have took, McGee in goal, right? No, they did not have McGee <laughs> on the field. <laughs> but it was it was awesome to be able to be be out there and and no, it was the younger guys beat the younger guys beat him, and it was it was funny in that same league. This younger team, when we played against them, they destroyed us every darn time. But this other older team always made the finals. But we could play with them because they they always played at a pace we could keep up with. Sure. Yeah, and we were as patient as they were, so it became a big chess match of we we once once that old team got the ball, you weren't getting it off of them that easily. So we would just we let them we let them screw around with it in the back, and we never pressed. And we pick our spots, <laughs> and we get our chances. And if and the times we t- we tied them a couple of times, and it, when I was playing goalie, I had really good games. That's what it took. But these younger teams could just run us into the ground and. This, but this team, yeah, had, like I said, had Mike McGee playing. It was awesome. Um, they they had McBride rostered, but he he was still injured and he couldn't come back. But he was he was going to. I'm like, you're kidding me. And they're like, and I, I turned to McGee and he goes, No, that's true. I'm like, going, Oh my god, you got to be kidding me. Still, <laughs> but yeah, any sort of resumed to normalcy is going to be from a soccer perspective is going to be great. Like I said, I, I'm I applaud the club my son plays for and my that I coach with we do zoom meetings every week we have a coaches meeting every week um the club tried doing um a yoga um zoom meeting for players and I think the younger kids had 10 show up the older kids had like 50 or 60 wow which was kind of it worked but not really and they they do technique um the older kids got to do uh, a zoom meeting with Ezra Hendrickson Who's oh, very cool. He was an assistant with Columbus, and that was phenomenal. I, I, and as a dad, you'll laugh your head off at this. Simon was, I couldn't. I'm like Charlie, and it was at his bedtime. I'm like, dude, you can come down. You can watch a little bit of this. Why? I'm like, he used to play MLS. I don't care. He comes down and he kind of watches, and Ezra breaks out. I kid you not. He breaks out like the practice film, and he's going through like what they're telling players to work on. He's going through basically an entire session of what they do with the players one-on-one 
and it was Burhalter's kid that he was focusing on. But I couldn't get right? I couldn't get my oldest away from it. He's but he not that he knows who Burhalter is even, but it was like he's looking at soccer. He's breaking the tape down, and he was just locked in. And I, no, dude, it's ten o'clock. You had to go to bed. Dad, but dad. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's I. You know, I remember watching Ezra Hedrick, Hedrick, Hendrickson play uh, mm-hmm. for the LA Galaxy back in the day. Phenomenal Ezra, Ezra, player. And then um, I can remember. I remember as a player. I remember when he was at S two, and then he um, he went with Ziggy to LA, and then after mm-hmm. Ziggy left LA, he wound up going with um, Caleb Porter to Columbus, and that's where where he is now. But okay. they, they went they went through like the preseason and talking like. So this is designed for U15 and above. That's who was on this call. And because I'm on it as a coach, Charlie got to come listen to it. He's breaking down the film of ball went here. Here's what he should have done. Here's what he did. Like It was like a 30-minute presentation on on Burhalter's son that plays for Columbus. And it was it was amazing to go in the level of detail they go into. So it was, it was really fun stuff. Yeah, that's phenomenal. So, I mean... He said, going back in Illinois, I don't know what it is in Wisconsin. It's going to be 10 players or less. Um, they're going to pretty much, basically, it's going to be a technique practice with coaches there for an hour. Mm. <laughs> we're going to have we to don't know. Our, we, our season's have, been canceled, and we haven't ours. been told yep. anything. Yeah, we haven't been told anything about the fall, so we have no idea. And how many kids do you got playing right now? Just the one. How many do you have? Two? Yeah, I, well, uh, my my youngest plays. She's thirteen. Okay. So and do you f- your youngest plays? Do you feel like that you you missed out on the others, or are they, <laughs> or do you never press soccer? Uh, I yeah, I don't I don't press anything <laughs> with them. So Grace tried it when she, so I've got one one other kid. She's she's seventeen now, but she tried it when she was five. She absolutely hated it and. Um, <laughs> Uh, which, which then, let's see, five years later, six years later, she picked up softball, uh, okay. had a phenomenal softball coach, and then he told me at the end of the year that he just wanted me to know that he wouldn't be back for next year. Uh, so uh, that's that's when I started to figure out, okay, how do I take soccer drills and mm-hmm. turn them into softball drills. So I became her <laughs> softball coach for two years. That's awesome. <laughs> and I have to say, it was it was phenomenal. And 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 I'll be I'll tell you the truth. I fell in love with baseball because of being her softball coach. I hated baseball growing up. Thought it was the most boring game in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, just like a lot of people, how they come to soccer, you actually start to learn how the game works and all the small details. And all of a sudden, you go, oh, this is actually very interesting. Yeah, I so, mean, and, yeah. And it's funny is I had I have an ex girlfriend. This goes back, got 20, 20 plus years. It was the first fire game that I took her to. It was actually my first fire game. It was Memorial Day weekend. She went to U of I. I went to Minnesota. We met at a party and and whatever. And but the only reason why I got her to go to a soccer game was the Bodines were playing in a concert <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> So we go to the game and there was some pre, there was another game before the fire and then it was the concert afterwards and so on and so, but I got, she had fun and was able to come back, you know, and that's, but that's how you get, you get that hook to get in the door. Yep. 
then yep. you're talking you're talking about baseball and i wrote my senior thesis on baseball during world war ii so i'm probably not the best one to say i don't like base but <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame i don't blame anybody um i think it's awesome when when you find a new sport yep that you can teach people that that are fun um i didn't know the first thing about hockey i like hockey now you know it's it's just kind of how it works um yeah so, so the Bodines, a, a band from Wisconsin, got sh- somebody to be a Chicago Fire fan. I just okay. had to throw that out there. <laughs> that's exact. That's a hundred percent true. Yeah, it was it was May? I think the Fire Jack stomped the daylights out of Colorado for nothing that night. I want to say it was for nothing. I it was not a close game. And if I looked it up, Alex, if you're listening, please look up 1998 Fire Colorado May May. I want to say 20. It was around Memorial Day weekend. I'm pretty sure the fire jack stopped the daylights out of Colorado that night. But look it up, Alex. Please put it on the minivan, Dad. I know you're my stack guy, so I know you'll be listening on this one. So um, sometimes that's what's, that's how this works. So Hey, whatever it takes, as you were saying before. <laughs> <laughs> I, but it's funny is, um, yeah, my, my, old, my middle daughter, I'm pretty sure she's going to either be – She's going to be a superhero. Or she's going to be a supervillain. I'm not really sure <laughs> what she's going to be. But she's today. My son was doing his Zoom meeting, and they're doing soccer drills. She decided to join him. I'm like, all right, she's going to play. And there are days I'm yeah, like, there you go. But as as her coach, I've watched her spend entire games looking at her shoes, finding the closest mud puddle to play in. But <laughs> I changed her shoes last year. She scored four goals in her first game. So I I don't understand kids in that sense, but. Anything, but like I said, anything to get them back out and playing. So, yep, exactly. And the so the Bundesliga is back. Did you ever watch any of the other leagues that were out there? Um, I think the was it was it, now I'm not now I'm drawing a blank on it. Um, Ukrainians come Ukrainian leagues coming back this weekend, I believe. Um, so the Premier League's a couple weeks off. Belarusian league was that the one that was going the whole time? You, and the Korean League is, I believe, you can find on, I, I want to say on YouTube, you can find those games. Yep, Korea you can find. Did you ever watch any of them or not really? I did not, no, no. Especially did, especially when it's, uh, you know, I was still, I was going through the whole transformation. I, you know, I, I teach acting and, and other theater classes where I work. And so we transitioned to online and I was still trying to re- basically redevelop courses in the middle of the semester. So there was there was a lot of cool things that did happen that I wasn't able to have time to do myself. But um, but no, I you know, I, the Bundesliga was the first one that I was able to watch. I haven't been able to watch any of these other ones. No, and I haven't either. And I, I'm not going to say I had. Um, I knew the Korea League, the K-League had just started. The Belarusian League, all I ever heard is, those because I don't think they even shut fans out. All the fans look like Russian mobsters that you see in movies. I mean, like the stereotypical <laughs> Russian mob. That's what they looked like. Sure. Um, I, but I didn't know. I never got to watch any of it. Um, the only thing I think I learned out of the quarantine so far is every team, if it's their home feed, they don't lose a game. I I don't know. <laughs> if it's not on national TV, but if you catch like a fire game on fire, don't seem to lose any of the games they show on, on their, on their, on their site. If you catch Columbus, oh, gotcha. they, don't lose every, gotcha. they, they never lose. I don't get, I right. don't get it. Right. <laughs> That's a good so, point. 
the the other thing that's come out of this, and this is like I said, we we've touched on a little bit earlier. I want to get back into this a little bit though. Is it has been because there's no games going. There's the NWSL be the first games back in on in the states. Um, USL hasn't announced their plan. I know they're still negotiating. MLS, I believe, will be coming out soon, but I'm not gonna. I don't know the, all the details. I believe that's going to come out soon. That they're yeah, going to the- Orlando. But it's been a time for jerseys. And anybody <laughs> who knows me or who's listened to this show, I have an obsessively bad collection of jerseys. And I've expanded it this year, more than I have in years past. I think last year I only picked up one jersey. And this year I'm already up to five, I think. So, um, and I feel like the jersey explosion started this spring with the release of the Red Stars neighborhood jersey, which ironically I'm uh, honestly I'm wearing right now, because it's phenomenal. It, it, it is a phenomenal piece, and I don't even think it's their best jersey. But today at work it was um, neighborhood appreciation or rep or like city appreciation day. Whatever city you live in, you should be representing it. And our site is of course based in out of Chicago land, so it was Chicago stuff. And I'm sure. like. Hey, Hey, a jersey that shows the city flag has all the neighborhoods. That works really well for this. So I wore it today, and um, it. But the Red Stars had their big unveiling last weekend. Portland Timbers had theirs. They they released both of their jerseys for Madison over the weekend. Providence City has come out with a new jersey. Minneapolis City seems to drop a new jersey every few weeks, and it gets nothing. And oh, I don't know how, if you follow them at all. I'm 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 a, I'm a team owner of them, but they drop amazing jerseys all the time. I mean, it's just without soccer going on, I feel like it's just it's a jersey extravaganza. How how dialed in have you been on? Have you been dialed in on this pretty well? Or I've been uh, I've been I've been looking at some of the yeah the the lower level league teams dropping their jerseys. Definitely uh, saw the forward Madison drip jersey. Um, yeah, I bought it. Yeah, the, the Portland Thorns. <laughs> the Portland Thorns, of course, I'm a, I'm a Portland supporter, so um, caught that. Uh, the Minneapolis one. You know, I know I saw it on Twitter, and I they, think I just scrolled past it. What they um, what they did is they, back in March, they had a New Jersey that was going to be out for their Open Cup. And it, mine actually just showed up this week, and it's... It was a long sleeve jersey. They called it, I think they call it their Dazzle jersey. And, but it slick as, it, I thought it looked as cool as it looked when I ordered it, it looked better in person. It, it, that had like Minnesota on the back, it had City of Lakes, it had the Minnesota, um, the Minnesota the state outline on one shoulder. It, but it was designed for their Open Cup game in Chicago. And, I think my justification for buying it, and tell me if this is bad justification or if it just it kind of works, is I figure I was going to go to the game because it was at SeatGeek Stadium. It was um, Chicago United or whatever whatever the team that made a run a couple years ago. Oh, sure. City. But they're playing it at SeatGeek Stadium. I'm like, hey, I get to go watch them in person. Yeah. And that game was the Thursday after Pritzker shut down Illinois. Well, I figure oh, I'm going to go to the game. I'm going to buy a couple of tickets with my kids. I'm going to probably, if there's any beer to be drank, I'm going to have that too. Well, that didn't happen. So I'm like, oh, you're going to sell a jersey? All right, I guess I can justify that. That would have been the <laughs> yeah. money I was going to spend at the game. That's That was my logic. 
<laughs> as twisted as it was. You uh, have my blessing, TJ. I think that's perfect <laughs> logic as to why to get a jersey. But <laughs> I've always gone off the, the notion as I, I'm a runner, sort of. Not as good as I used to be or as much as I used to be. But they're all textured. That's always been my justification. Well, it's a textured. I, I'm going to wear it when mm-hmm. I run. And I, and, mm-hmm. I legit, and I legitimately do. And But since then, they basically took their pink jersey, both of their white jerseys, for the, that were for this upcoming season, they released long sleeve jersey versions of them in the last few weeks. And I can tell you, if you like a long sleeve jersey, my God, get one of them. It, it, they're comfortable. They're light as hell. They look amazing. They look amazing. So stimulus as a as a partner for them has been outstanding. I believe mm-hmm. the only one they have open right now is they have the goalie version of their dazzle jersey, which is black on black with like pink. The logos in pink. It look it. Looks phenomenal, but I've already spent enough. They've already gotten enough money out of me, including their, <laughs> including my, including my social distancing masks are from Minneapolis. Oh, is that right? Oh yeah, I've got a pink plaid <laughs> one, and I've got the the lightning jersey, <laughs> in, well, in, in their face mask. I would, you know, you had mentioned in your opener that I, I do the play by play for the Milwaukee Torrent. Sure. Minneapolis City is one of those clubs that I would, I would love to call a game with them on the other side of the field. You know, just just for the jersey aesthetic, because they they do have some slick ones. Uh, looking at their their pink one with the blue top, and then of course their lightning I, bolt one that I believe lightning. was last year's that they now have nope. their uh, reserve Not. team use. No, that was um, that was the runner. The lightning bolt one was the runner up to the feathered one. But because oh, okay. I think they were both so close, they decided to release them both, and that's how they got the lightning bolt one out of it. Okay, gotcha. And the pink, yeah. and the pink I think they call it, it's basically, the, I think it's the David Bowie, no, is the lightning one the David Bowie one or the other one? But the pink crazy one, I have I have that in a short sleeve, so I couldn't justify that in a long sleeve, but the lightning bolt one I got. <laughs> The lightning bolt one I have come in a long sleeve. So. Yeah, I do remember the lightning bolt being the David Bowie one because that's uh, that was one of Bowie's iconic album covers is his face with that colored lightning bolt on it. So And that's and that was the one. But it, you know, for these clubs like Minneapolis City and the fire when they did their release of their neighborhood jersey and even the Timbers now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the revenue they have coming in. They don't, you know. Right. That's if it. Got a sponsor. Yep. I get that sponsor still putting some money on the table, but um, and I had a conversation with Pat about this earlier today, and via text message, and we were talking about it. It's, I said, hey, you know, with Procter and Gamble, Secret, Verizon, hey, they're. It sounds like they're going to break even. He goes, yeah, the players, but they still have staff that need to be paid too. So right, don't, exactly. don't sit there and say, hey, because this game, these games are coming on for the NWSL, keep supporting them with merchandise sales, ticket, you know, and the and teams like the like Providence City, like Detroit City, if they drop another jersey or Minneapolis City, my God, if if it looks cool, buy it. You know why? If you can, if you can, for the simple reason, just because it's what keeps these teams going, even if they don't have a season. It promotes these teams. I I can remember um, the 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 Red Stars owner Arnhem sitting there and saying, when he created the jersey, the idea is he gives up a little bit and how much he could make on a jersey, but he wants the jersey out there. He wants it worn. He wants it to be seen by other people. So hey, this is the Red Stars. Maybe I'll go check them out. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's the same for Minneapolis City. I mean, 
I always joke that I bought my nep- each of my nephews um, a voting right for their for Christmas and their birthday the last each of the last two years now. But the first year I did, I'm like, you know what? They're going to scarf and they get to vote. Yeah, they my nephews. They're both in high school. They decided they're going to go to every game without their parents. That's what they get to do together. Yeah, that's how it works. That became their thing. That's cool. And now my brothers buy all their merchandise too. So <laughs> because it's it's great it's great stuff. So I mean, so I mean, if you see a jersey, and that's kind of my thing for anybody who's listening, if you see a jersey and you think it looks cool, especially if it's a lower league, be it Providence City, Detroit City, and it doesn't even have to be an Amer- an American team. If it's an English team, um, as well, you know that even if their seasons are canceled, buy it. If you can afford it, buy it, help them out, keep them going because. Even if the players aren't getting played, they still have staff that are still need to be paid, and let's help them out where you can. So that's kind of my my thought with the jerseys. So, but the big yeah, the big jerseys. MLS did their all time jersey, and it was Jersey Week. Last time I did a show, it was Jersey Week, but it was SB Nation doing their Jersey Week. This was MLS decided to do one, and it was. Seattle's black with like the highlight highlighter yellow trim that won. We're yeah, going to go rip, through this step green. by step. We're going to we're going to rave green, right? We're going to We're going to look at this one. We're going to go through this step by step because I think it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you said you think it's hilarious cuz I think uh I'm just pounding my head on the wall when I saw this was the jersey that supposedly was voted on. Exactly. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I gotta I gotta be nice because uh, I have already confessed I'm a Portland fan, and it's it's really hard for people to believe it when I say this. Actually, my disdain for this really has nothing to do with the fact that a Seattle jersey won. You could put any crest on the winning jersey, TJ, and I'd still be pounding my head going on the wall, going how, why, out of all the jerseys that are there, this is the one. So we can get okay. back to that later, but <laughs> no, we're we're gonna go th- we're gonna go through this the entire bracket here. Okay, all right. And because I and I'm gonna use descriptors and anybody if you want to, like I said, I will put I before the before I post this sh- or after I post the show, I will put the bracket up so you can see each of the jerseys we're looking at. You had an LA Galaxy, I want to say midnight early on jersey. Was their third jersey? I believe it was. Half jade, half black, with yellow lightning sleeves, up against a navy Herbalife jersey, which I thought was weird because I'm like, if you're going with the best LA Galaxy jerseys, I as much as the navy looks good, the white is the iconic look for them beyond the weird jade jerseys. So I I don't understand that at all. Um, the crazy yeah. weird one won, and I again don't understand that either. I would have voted for the navy Herbalife jersey, navy and gold because. It's clean, but if you're going to do a galaxy jersey, wouldn't you, shouldn't it be white? It should be it should be a white one with the um, not the crest with the, sa- the, with the sash. The sash, right? thank you. Yes, yes. And and, and mean, against you, probably you, one of the early ones, I would have thought with the gold, the jade. I guess I get because they used the jade early, but some sort of variation of one of the early pre switches to white, right? Yeah, I you know. I, I, I see what you're saying. I'm actually going. That actually is the first Gal- Galaxy jersey. I just pulled up the '96. Okay. 
Was that the uh, one if you, if you look up from Andrew's shoe, you can find it with Andrew's shoe wearing it? That is, yep. yep. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sure that that one for nostalgic reasons. But, okay, you but, know, for yeah. me, the, the, all the iconic moments in LA Galaxy history that I can think of, it's Donovan, Keene, Beckham, and they all wore the white jersey with the, sure. the blue and yellow sash that... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, that to me is the Alley Galaxy. But uh, I, I, I will disagree that I, I get why the the crazy 96 jersey one over the plain blue one. Um, but, um, you know, it's fun. It, it's nostalgic. Sure. I can't. I guess I can't argue nostalgia. I guess I would have if I was doing nostalgia, I would have had a white one in there. But sure, sure. And, and the next the next matchup as we go through this, I thought was the worst matchup in terms of how can you both of these jerseys should have been in their own right almost in the final out of the finals in that in itself it's the lafc initial jersey with the black with with the gold you know trim adidas trim and then against minnesota united bringing back the feathers i mean yeah anybody who's followed minnesota united when it was an naso team the feathers were part of their kit to see him bring it back this year was awesome yep. i looked at them like you're putting these two against each other are you nuts <laughs> yeah and, I... and minnesota united won it and it should have but that lafc jersey i i feel like they've got it dialed in already that's going to be their look and i feel like it was a good oh yeah one. absolutely yeah yeah without a doubt i mean there's no other black and gold team which is Yes, there's other teams with with black in them, but sure. that, that gold trim, man, that that really sells that that whole look. I mean, you see it sure. as a soccer fan, you know, an American and, soccer fan at least that you think of LAFC right away. Sure, and like I said, to see and anybody who's followed Minnesota United when it was an NASL team to see the feathers come back, it was it was amazing, and I'm glad it went as far as it did. The fact that it lost to that Seattle jersey, I think, is crap. Travesty. Yep, it, it was. And we'll get to another travesty in, in the second round when we get to it. But it, the next one was the Portland Timbers when they switched to the, the darker green, the forest green and the gold mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. against the San Jose Clash, I guess. You know, again, it's an original jersey. I get it. That Portland Timbers jersey, when they switched to that the forest green and the gold, they took a step up. Portland's were already yep. good. This was next level good. Well, and, and the other the other small detail on that TJ as well is if you look at the logo, mm-hmm. they took out the Portland Timbers name out of that logo, Correct. and just let the logo be its its own thing. Which uh, mm-hmm. I I was a huge huge fan of when they did that. So I mean, and I know you're a Portland Timbers fan, but I might got my gosh, if you would take like I said, if you were to drop an LAFC white one of theirs the Beckham ones or the Bananavan ones, like you said, the Minnesota United, the LAFC Jersey, that Portland Timbers, you've got a good start. And then the last yep. one in this West bracket that we're starting with, you've got that, the the Seattle one, which should have lost in the first round because that, that Vancouver throwback I thought was awesome. And if you yeah. listen, to, if you go back in the archives, we had a show of last year's jerseys it was, I think, one of our top jerseys that we talked about in that show. And my God, we drank enough beer in that show to, to deal with it. But that Vancouver one was at the end, and we all looked at it and went, oh, my God, this thing is awesome. And the fact I, that it lost in the first round really 
ticked me off. So yeah, well, and again, it goes it goes back to the plane factor, you know. Sure. Out of, out of all the Seattle jerseys, by the way, that they could have chosen, that the fact that they go with a That's plain hard. black one with just the rave green when the highlight when, on there is is that rave, is that rave green or is that and I'm gonna be I'm gonna look it up. So keep keep going on your opinion sure. on this. But. Yeah, no, it just you know there's there's just to me there's nothing special about it. I guess you can say, yeah, well you know the thing that is unique is is the green that's on there. But when you put it up against that throwback of that '74 look on the Whitecaps jersey, I mean to me it's it's a no-brainer. It's a really crisp. Oh, that's a looking kit. That's What's a that highlighter green? I want to say it's a highlighter green. Highlighter like green. The rave green. I think the rave green, the rave green is the original green. That's okay. the green the Sounders okay. have now. So we are misspoken in that. It's just the highlighter. The rave green is the actual Sounders green. And I think you're right in the fact that they couldn't. Sounders, I know you're not a Sounders guy because you're a Portland guy. Sounders have had solid with the with the rave green yeah. blue. How can you not pick one of those? That's that's my thing. That's all okay. I'm saying. All right. And plenty you and of, I agree. Plenty on of that. other options out there. Yeah. Okay, so you go to the next one. They had a Colorado. They had a Colorado Rapids on Colorado Rapids crime. They went back to the old school white with the green, and then they went with their. I think it, I think that's the first one when they switched to kind of the flag colors for their alternate kit, which I yep. loved when they did that. I loved the different variations they used: the yellow, the red, you know, or the blue. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that was the blue one they chose was the best. I think of the rebranding of the Colorado Rapids. The flag look, I thought, was the best one. So I didn't have as much as I'm like, it's not the colors they use now. But I thought what they did was the best one they've come out with. So I I, I understood that. The fact that the throwback won, again, I think nostalgia reasons speak louder than words. But I guess I I can't argue with it, but I would have chosen the blue one first. Yeah, for me it's six to one, half dozen the other. I think right. they're both uh, they're both they're both cool looking jerseys. Um, I actually the very first MLS game I ever went to, I was actually doing some summer stock theater out in Colorado. So Rapids versus Galaxy. Kobe Jones was playing. Uh, Marcelo Balboa for Colorado. Uh, Lucas Henderson was playing for the LA Galaxy. Um, so for me, if any any time I I see that old the old Rapids jerseys. It always takes me back to going to mile high stadium for my first MLS game ever. Wow. Um, see, and my first MLS game would have been at, would have been at obviously soldier field in <laughs> soldier field pre renovation soldier field. And the reason yeah, why yep. going back to that section eight is section eight because the supporters actually sat in section eight of pre renovated. soldier yeah. field. Yeah. Yep. So the next one was they, for Dallas, they went back to a Dallas burn jersey, and I think of the burn ones, I think they got the best one against the current Houston Dynamos jersey with that has like the, which I guess for Houston, I I don't necessarily disagree with it. To see the rainbow pattern with Houston, it kind of obviously the Astros are the one that made it famous, but sure, to see it utilized. Yeah. I think you look at you see that rainbow pattern, you think Houston immediately. I had no problem with either one of those choices, and the fact that the Houston one went as far as it did. I like the Dallas one better, but I can't argue it either. So, yeah, it's kind of similar feelings to uh, the Rapids jerseys. But for my money, actually, I like the Houston one just a tad bit more because it because it is so unique. Sure. You don't see that colorization anywhere else in the league and not much in the world as well, to be honest with you. So I I dig it. But, yeah, I could I, I'd be just as fine as if the Dallas burn 
jersey took that competition okay and, and the next one was nashville and this is the southwest quote-unquote bracket obviously nashville's in it so i'm not sure how southwest it is i don't think a nashville <laughs> one think of southwest and that was their inaugural highlighter yellow shirt Against um, Real Salt Lake's best jersey, I think their best one. It's red yeah. with, with the royal with the royalish royalish midnight blue sleeves. Real Salt Lake has, I think, a decent color pattern. Obviously, I think it is a fire fan because the fire decided to copy it, except they use navy instead of royal <laughs> uh, midnight blue. But it's a it's it's a decent color, and I think of all Real Salt Lake has done, I think this might be their best one. So hard to argue with. With that one going over, it's hard. And again, as far as it did, so no problems there. Any, any with you? Yeah, no, I, I, yeah, I'm not a fan of the plain Nashville yellow. Um, no, I, not I, that I, I, not that I hate it, but it just doesn't. It, you know. it, it doesn't do much for me yet, and yeah. it might be because Nashville is is still new, and that's part. Sure, of it. sure. I I do kind of wish Real Salt Lake would have used the broken printer jersey. But obviously, they're not going to put that one up there for uh, you know, you obvious the, reasons. The white one or the new one? Uh, it was, I think it is, I think it was last year's. The broken printer one? Oh, we called it, a mur- we called it the murdered Mormon jersey. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was well, white with red with red stains, so we looked at it. it was, yes. It looked like somebody murdered a Mormon, so that's why. <laughs> that's again, funny. it's the part of the show that gets us in trouble, but. Yes. <laughs> so, I. We looked at it. We thought it was funny, and and, and yeah, that's uh, after a few a few too many cocktails. I think that's how we deduced that one. So, and <laughs> well, then the I was last... going. With... Oh no! Go ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was going to say the you know the, the whole Mike Pecky thing of you know where, where he kept talking about his copy machine being broken. His copy machine's broken. So that that for me is why uh, I was part of the group calling it the broken printer jersey. There's truth. There's truth of that. <laughs> So the last one was a Kansas City on Kansas City matchup, and they went with the, I think, again, I want to say it's the original Kansas City. I believe so, yeah. And it was against probably, I'm going to say that I feel like that's the second best sporting Kansas City jersey. It's navy with, um, with hoops, and it's lighter blue hoops all the way across. I was a fan of when Sporting KC brought the Argyle. I thought they should have maintained that, and they haven't, but... That's a, I'm a big fan of that one. So um, I, I think to go back to the old school Wizards was great. I would have preferred the Charlie Brown ones. Anybody who, again, if you need that, I'll post a, sh- a shot of one of the Charlie Brown jerseys up. I thought that was the best Kansas City one. Um, sporting, this one's good. Like I said, I would have put something with the Argyle in. That's just me because I thought that was, again, a unique look they should have stuck with. It's always interesting, isn't it, when teams – there's like an outpouring from fans saying, yes, this is a style we want. We absolutely love it. And then clubs will say, great, we've heard you. And then it gets to the next year, and now we've completely disregarded everything that we heard from you. <laughs> and, and, it, and it's – my God, you're, you're right. And living, and living in Wisconsin, you can't say that about the Packers, but the Brewers finally seem to have listened to it. But yep, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for years yeah. bring ball and glove but there's enough people who like the navy hey let's put them together and the brewers finally got that right so yes, I, right. I got you <laughs> out of that southwest bracket the kansas city jersey went through i would not have chosen that one 
I you know, I probably would have chosen Salt Lake or the. You know what? I I, cho- I like the Dallas one better, but I guess I would have. After you mentioned the Houston being that's kind of matches with Houston with the rape, the tequila sunrise look, I would have taken the Houston one. I think when it's all said, and yeah, done. I I would have gone with the Houston look, or believe it or not, for me, I actually would have gone with the sporting jersey. I I like that color scheme together. I like the hoops. rainbow or the the blue on blue. The, the blue, blue on blue. Okay. Yeah, the blue on like the the Kansas City Wizards one. It's fun and it certainly brings back memories for me. But as a as a kit that I would look at and go, yeah, man, I would love to put that on and be part of a uh, part of a starting eleven. That that would be the that would be the top for me that I'd go with. Okay. All right. Now we're gonna move on to the Northeast bracket, which has uh, NYCFC, Montreal, a couple of Revolution jerseys. We got Metro Stars against Red Bulls, and then um, Philadelphia Union and Toronto. Um, we're gonna start with the top, and it was. NYCFC was their change kit. It was a dark jersey with some sky blue and some orange against Montreal's where black and blue were. The black and blue fades off. I don't think that's the best Montreal's had. I like the black and blue Montreal colors together. Don't get me wrong, but mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. I just I don't think having that faded pattern. I had you kept the one the one that they wore. I want to say when they made the deep run in the Concacaf Champions League, which was just black and blue stripes i would have gone with that one but same uh, here i i'm not a fan of nycfc period just because i feel like I'll, obviously all they do is they copy copy man city but this one the fact that they brought the orange in with that which is kind of the city colors i thought was kind of cool this this is not a bad jersey i think i when it when it came out i, I went with the nycfc one but montreal's isn't bad it's just i don't even think it's montreal's best look I agree with everything you said, except for the fact that I still would have picked Montreal. And I'll admit, it's probably because of my disdain for NYCFC more than anything. All right. I, and I can't disagree with that either. <laughs> next next first round matchup, and we'll kind of, and like I said, we'll just pick our winner out of each bracket when it's all said and done, was um, they did, it was New England, it was New England Revolution. It was when they did that crazy tie-dye star jersey Reebok jersey versus, I think, the best one that they've had since they've been. They really narrowed it down to the navy, red, and white. It's navy with, it almost. I want to say it's a PSG ripoff almost, isn't it? I and think that's a that, great way to say it, but it's a, it, it's still... Um, it's a sharp least, jersey. Yeah, it is. It's navy with red and white stripe right down the middle. It was, I, like I said, I think that's one of the better ones they've had. I think it's the best one they've had. I couldn't argue with that being in the bracket. The fact that the crazy, again, I think it went out for nostalgia versions. I, I feel yes. like as this got into it, the crazier the jersey, the better chance it had of winning. Yes. Yeah, which is mind-boggling of, of the eventual winner of this whole thing. But I keep looking at that Revolution one going, you know what? That is fun. It's it's kind of like looking back at those 94 U.S. It, World Cup denim jerseys. Well, I was going to say, yeah. if you look at that one and you look up Alexi Laos, it that's when Alexi played for the revolution. It worked perfectly. Sure. You think of that when you look at Alexi Lawless, it it kind of fit with both. So I just, for me, I can't get over the fact that it looks like somebody is wearing a costume out of Mad Max or is one of the road warrior brothers in the old WCW because it, it, it looks like there's a shoulder pad on one side with the stars. And then there's, I've never looked at it that way. I've never looked at it that way. I'm never looking at it that way again. I'm not going to see it any of that way. I'll do that again. 
So I, I, I'll be honest with you. I would have gone with the newer Revolution jersey. As would I. And then we have Red Bulls against Metro Stars. <laughs> and, and again, anybody who's a fan of Red Bulls, they're always going to pick Metro Stars. I can't. Exactly. Yes. And, they took yep. them, and I will say they took the best of the Metro Stars. That's probably the best jersey they had. When I see that one, I immediately actually think of Bob Bradley managing them. But um, Oh, there you go. Yeah. And then... I get it. Red Bulls typically wear white at home, but they've switched that red. And when I think Red Bulls, I think they should wear red, which I always thought was weird that their change kit was Navy. Yes. Other than it was other than their first year. And the only reason why it was red the first year is because they had already ordered the kits and they changed. They had just had to throw the logos on it, but they'd already ordered the red color as opposed. But the Navy and gold is synonymous with Red Bulls. When you think of like their, racing teams and so on and so forth. It's always the Navy and gold. And that's why I think they did that. But this red Red Bulls, it worked for me. Um, but I would, and that's why I would have probably chosen that just because I think, I'm, I think I like Red Bull because for all their flaws, they built the stadium. They did a lot of good things for Red Bulls. They've been good for a lot of Mike Petkey coming out of there. Um, or Mike Pecky was Jesse Marsh. I'm sorry, Jesse Marsh coming out of there has been amazing. It's hard to really flaw, fault Red Bull for what they've done since then, but of course Metro Stars is going because it's Metro Stars, and why not, right? Yeah, and I actually I, I do like that jersey. I think it's still a slick looking jersey, just nice and simple in a good way though. There's still, you know, you got a nice color pattern with the red and the black, mm-hmm. uh, even the small white pinstripe. Stripes going down uh, each each side. Sure. No, um, it was it was clean. It made it cleaned yeah. it up actually. Yeah, I was not. I wasn't against it. I like I said. I just I actually of the Red Bull jerseys that they've had. I think the red has been their best one. So I was kind of in favor of that just for that reason. Sure. But hard to argue against the Metro Stars, and hard to argue with how deep it went. And the last one in the Northeast was Philadelphia Union, which. I thought they, the Union did some great jerseys early on. The fact that it was that that copper and the Navy and where it was the first couple of years, it was where it was Navy. Then their change jerseys were the copper. Mm-hmm. They went with they went with the throwback to Bethlehem. Bethlehem Steel, yeah. And Toronto, I look at it, it's red with gray sleeves. I'm like, I don't think that's the best Toronto look that they've had. But red and gray, I guess it's if you want something that compromises that summarizes Toronto, I guess that works, but I don't think that's their best look, but the fact that that was the year, but the the fact that the union went to the Bethlehem throwbacks, I thought was kind of cool. It was kind of a nice acknowledgement. So I, I, I did vote for that one. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, for anybody who knows the history of Bethlehem steel. Sure. I mean that in and of itself is is pretty amazing. That I mean they they were the first. If if we were to list as Alexi Lalas would say a, a super club from the U.S., really they would be they would have been the first one. I think they won four Open Cup tournaments Correct. in a row. Correct. Um, you know, so a good nod to that. And then of course Philadelphia ended up basing their USL team, their reserve team. I don't know if they based them in Bethlehem, but they ended up naming them Bethlehem Steel. Um. And it, yeah, I mean, that, and that jersey's a little different in material too, from what I remember. It wasn't very shiny. It was, um, it was, it was more of a matte finish to that cotton. 
um, which helped mm-hmm. with with more of that throwback look. And I agree with you. I think Toronto has had better looking jerseys than the gray and red one. Um, so yeah, I'd, I'd go with the Bethlehem steel kit and it, and they were the, the original now it's Philadelphia union two, but it was, oh, Bethlehem. That's right. That's it was, right. Be- but it was Bethlehem steel FC. You're hundred percent correct. Okay. Um, and they, and I, I, they played at Lehigh university. So yeah. Oh really? Yeah. Which is, did. which is where, which is where Bethlehem was located. I mean, it's yes. Bethlehem. Pennsylvania, but yeah, I'm pretty sure they played in Lehigh. They did, and um, the reason why they left Lehigh ultimately was, I, I want to say, the stadium didn't have lights. It didn't. It didn't fit whatever USL standards was, so that's why they okay. they moved okay. them to Chester. And then at that point, it just it made no sense to keep them as Bethlehem Steel playing in Chester. So, all right, so we're gonna move to the East, and that's the last bracket. And the first matchup. It was the Chicago Fire from their championship team in the 1998 with the, the red, with the white across the middle, the fire in gray. And if you looked on the back, it probably had all sports still against, <laughs> against Atlanta United's. I want was that their championship kit with the red and the, the five yes. stripes? Yep. With the five stripes across the front, the red, the black. That was a. As much as I liked that fire kit, I had I. I never had that one. I had the one with the fire and navy, which would have that came out in '99. But up against that Atlanta kit, that Atlanta kit was really good. Yeah. And yeah, I'm a fire apologist, but that Atlanta kit was really good. And the only reason why I think I voted for the fire in the first round was my the homer in me. But that I (laughs) again, I'm going to go back. (laughs) That Atlanta kit was really good. And when they switched it in our first the first year we the first year on the minivan dad soccer pad we did. Our jersey recap, it was Atlanta made it more of a thinner stripe and I mocked the I mocked the crap. I was not a fan oh, of it. Oh gotcha. That black the original five stripes I thought was really, really good and they should have stuck with it, but they didn't. So but I, I'm glad that one went as far as it did. So Fire One was nice. The Fire have had decent jerseys over the years until they started they brought that navy in and then they didn't and they went back but i'm not again from from the fire perspective i if you're going for their best kit i would have done that one or i would have done their third jersey which was done 2005 i want to say it was a third jersey they did it was it was it was the powder blue with the red stars on it I don't know if you remember that one at all. I'm I'm actually looking that up right now. Uh, I kind of do. 2005 third jersey. Let me see if that'll get you. If that'll get you on Google. 2005. Let's see. Because yeah. I bought it. I bought it when I was. Um, I bought it when I was in North Carolina. Oh yes. Okay. Yep. I was in North Carolina helping a unit on reserve duty, helping a unit get out the door, and I. Whatever I think I saw it in a game earlier, and I Google it sitting at the hotel. I saw it came out, and I bought it that that night on sitting in a hotel in outside of um, outside of Fort Bragg, North Carolina. So if you want if you want weird and funny, that's kind of where that's where my love of that one came <laughs> in. So well, it's very it, it reminds me uh, of the Red Stars. Uh, you know, Red Stars have done phenomenal with using the city flag for their jerseys. They absolutely did, and Peter Wilk Peter Wilk got that right. I will give him credit yep. for that. 
Yeah, the only, and I, I might do a whole article about that for Hot Time and Old Time, where basically I sit there and look at the red, take apart the Red Stars jerseys. There's only one of them I didn't like, and that was the black. And But other than that, I've been a pretty big fan of most of their stuff. But moving on, FC Cincinnati had to throw something in, so they threw some white jersey in there against Columbus Crew, which got, kind of goes back again to the nostalgia look with that yellow stripes on the side. I want to say that's the original one. I don't know why MC Cincinnati's in here. I guess because they had to be, but I'm looking at it. That's not a, there's for the color scheme of MC, FC Cincinnati. I would not have used a white jersey. Well, you know, it's it's funny, TJ. If you look at the original bracket, I'm looking. I have the I have the whole bracket in front of me. So go ahead. Well, MLS tweeted it out a couple of times. Okay, so the first time they tweeted it out, now I oh yeah. So the first time they tweeted it out, they actually had this year's blue jersey on there. Did they really? Okay. And then they then they retweeted it out with oh sorry we now now we have the correct FC Cincinnati jersey. I get what they were doing now. This is the whole tongue in cheek thing with FC Cincinnati tweeting out an image of their coach that actually wasn't their coach. Oh, I, I get the tongue in cheek. Yeah. So that's yeah. actually pretty. I, I'll give them credit for that. Um, but funny the fact enough, that they, dropped, actually, they, they screwed that up so badly. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I actually, I like the blue, uh, Jersey for FC Cincinnati from this year. than I do the white Jersey that's in there now. Um, they should have stuck with the blue one, but at the same time, I will say any Jersey that would go up against that iconic Columbus crew one, that crew one's got to win every time. I don't care who it's up against. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with that. And then, it, again, it made a deep run, but, man, that Atlanta jersey is good. So that's why it yeah, lost, and yeah, I, I don't disagree true. with that. So, however, the one jersey in the contest I would have picked against that Atlanta jersey was the D.C. United jersey, yep. black with the three stripes. That was original MLS iconic. Yep, that's my winner. That is my winner for this whole thing, without a doubt. I would have picked Minnesota United, but now that they, we've got, but that would have been the other finalist. I agree hundred yeah. percent. I as much as I like the Atlanta one, that was original DC. That was yeah. DC United when they kicked the crap out of everybody, including South American teams. And right. no, they beat Vasco they, da Gama in the in, to, in the Intercontinental Cup. It was the last year of that. And they had to come from behind to beat them and they did. And people want to say, well, Vasco didn't, you know, they had three, three, three of their starters not starting that uh, that second game. But guess what? They still had eight of their starters out there. So, anyways, now I'm getting carried away in a little bit of uh, early MLS history. Um, but that that also just goes to my point of that's one of the reasons why I love that kit so much. Oh, I, I agreed. Um, and that that black, like I said, that's when DC United was winning titles. That's when DC United was the bullies of the league. And it's funny when they wore when they played the fire in the MLS cup, they had to wear their white. They didn't win. If they were wearing that, I'm guessing it might've been a different story that night, but Hey, I'll take it as a fire fan. But yeah, that DC, <laughs> I, that DC I, out of the East, I would have picked that one. And then the last one, it's Orlando and Miami. I really don't even give a crap. Um, Orlando, <laughs> Miami. I get it. I like the flamingos, so on and so forth. It's not for Madison Good Flamingo. Screw you, um, Orlando. I like that Orlando has an iconic color that they've really worked on the purple. That's kind of their thing. Mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. 
they're both crap compared to DC United, compared to Atlanta, compared to Columbus. So screw them. Yeah, it's it's a it's a sham that the Miami FC jersey toppled the DC United jersey. I have to say, it's garbage. But hey, yeah. no, you know, no. It, had it, had Miami FC made that a pink jersey and used black for its uh, for the, the the three stripes and and whatever else. Ah, screw it. it. Screw it. Let's call it for what it is, Simon. Let. It, Let's put four Madison in there, and then we have a real contest. There you go. Because <laughs> <laughs> now, now we're looking at four Madison jersey, and realistically, <laughs> a four Madison jersey against most of these, I'm going to pick. Yeah, but yeah, I'm not going to argue with that. Yeah, I, 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 the only thing I ever think of when I see Inner Miami is, um, I think of their opener, David Beckham. And I want to say it was in L.A. sitting in the owner's box, and the LAFC fans mocking the crap out of him or yeah. their opener and. Miami, Inner Miami doesn't have enough history other than they they cleaned up the cabbage patch that became um, in Fort Lauderdale at Lockhart Stadium. That's about yes. all. The only thing they've done that's positive, they've turned it into a, a stadium that it should be instead of looking like a high school stadium. Um, Orlando got a great city. They got a great stadium. Um, I love some of the things they're doing. They still haven't been good realistically. But, no. But the purple, the purple fits for them. I mean... You, there's a point you pick a color and that's just going to become you. Yeah. I, I yep. don't disagree with that. And you can go down the league. Like you think of Colorado, you think of maroon, you think of Houston, you think of orange, you think of Real Salt Lake, you think of the red, you think of uh, uh, sporting Kansas City, you think of the Navy, and the, you think of hoops in some capacity or some Portland Timbers, the forest green. Go Just go down the line. Every team seems to have a color. I know – I know um, – What's his name? Uh, Uniwatch. Paul Lucas hates purple. I don't necessarily disagree with that notion, but when it's your team, that's your identity. You you, you run with it, and so therefore, I'm I'm okay with Orlando doing that. But that Orlando, that uh, Miami jersey going as far as did make me mad. Made me mad. So of the jerseys we've talked about, who's your winner? Yeah, D- my, DC United, the '96 DC United black kit. Okay, uh, by far. And I would have picked the the Minnesota United from this year just because they brought back the feathers and then I lived in Minnesota. But my next one probably would have been actually your Portland Timbers in that green. That green was that was the night that was a change that worked. And I I, I have that jersey, uh, which probably doesn't surprise you. <laughs> no, it does not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it's funny that you picked the the United uh, Minnesota United as the winner from the West because that would have been my my other uh, finalist. Okay, so we, we had the final with that in D.C. Yeah. Okay. We, yeah. we agreed on that, which... All right, all right, we're at 80 minutes, so I think we've been doing this long enough. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. I, I'm not, I, th- Simon, I, you, you talked about being blessed earlier. I'm blessed you've been here. I appreciate it. You know you're welcome back anytime. We would definitely... <laughs> I could talk soccer with you all day. We've done it before via <laughs> messages, so I cannot thank you enough. So... What do you got? You got anything you want to pitch tonight, or anything you want to throw out there that we need to talk about? That final thoughts? Oh man, let's see. Pitch tonight. Uh, well, I do. I do some TikToks with my daughter every once in a while, so you can find the dynamic duo on TikTok. Um, I'm not writing for anybody anymore. Um, I don't. I don't really have much to to pitch other than, uh, you know, 
your show, man. People should be listening to this. It's fun. You talk about a lot of different stuff. You got a lot of cool guests on. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pitch the Mini Dad Soccer Podcast. Mini, Van Dad, Mini Van Dad Soccer Podcast. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> did I say Mini Dad? You did, did Mini I say... Dad. I'm only five, I, I get it. I'm 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, I got it. I'm Mini, but, you know, <laughs> maybe wider than I am tall. But, yeah, I got you, buddy. Um, and I appreciate that. That's that's great. Um, like I said, it's been fun. Um for me, I, I do I do cover the Red Stars with along with Pat at Hot Time in Old Town. Definitely check that out. It's we have a lot of Pat and I have a lot of fun doing. Pat's my God, he's an amazing reporter. He throws he, he finds stuff out. He's a great what uh, Tyler Terrence. He's had um, he's had Demarcus Beasley. I think I want to say he had McGee, Mike McGee on recently, or he did an interview with Mike McGee. Go back and look at any of his stuff during this quarantine contest. He's gotten some great interviews. Definitely check some of that stuff out. Uh, Mini Van Dad Soccer Pod at Mini Van Dad Mini Van Dad Pod on Twitter. I don't do Facebook. I don't do any of the stuff. Um, I'm at TJ Zaremba on on Twitter. Um, you can find if you know where to find Chris on Snapchat. I believe you can find Chris there. Just because it's always entertaining. I don't know if anybody else Pat or Chris do TikTok or Simon. You said a dynamic TikTok, <laughs> so there we go. I don't do TikTok yet because I look at it and I go, man, you need coordination for that. I don't have it. <laughs> you know, you, you'll get to a point where as a dad, you don't care if you have the coordination or not. When your your kids are getting older and they come up to you and say, hey, daddy, can you do this with me? You will drop it on a dime and, uh, you know, you'll, oh, no, you'll stop I, what you're doing and, and jump on it. As and the father, then you, and, you have two and, daughters, right? Yes. Yep. I have it. I have two as well, and I have a son. But I fully admit, at some point, I'm going to be wearing makeup, and those pictures will be out there somewhere. Oh, yeah. So I'm looking yeah. forward to those days. Um, but yeah, I agree. There. All I remember is when I went to basic training. Of course, you have to have some sort of rhythm. I don't have it. I don't have that level of coordination. <laughs> I did a lot of push-ups because I could not march in rhythm. I do remember that from 2004 basic training, as many years as that's been. Yeah, Drill Sergeant Murray thought I was really bad at my coordination or my staying in rhythm, and I got strong because of it. So, on that note, like I said, at Mini Van Dab Pod, um, I'm at TJ Zaremba. Definitely check out Simon Provan on Twitter as well, TikTok at Dynamic Duo. A lot of good times. Thanks again, Simon. And as Chris Combs always likes to say, you're done. <laughs>